helpful at the beginning of a formal sitting period to remind yourself what it is you're actually doing. We're not just coming in to just sit down and just, well, nothing. We're actually here to take this opportunity to train the mind (coughs) in a very specific way. And that is to remember, to recognize the present moment's experience. That's the work we're doing. To remember, to recognize the present moment's experience. And we can begin to do that by just noticing the body as it settles into the sitting posture. Just letting the attention float throughout the body, just noticing what is occurring moment by moment as the body comes to a natural stillness. So we can recognize the settling of the body onto the sitting bones and the gradual releasing of any holding and clenching of the shoulders, the hands, the belly, letting the eyes close gently or remain open gently. It's not something that we have to direct ourselves to do so much as notice that this is what is happening as we let the body come to a natural stillness. In addition to attending to the experience in the body, you might also want to just take a moment to acknowledge to yourself how you experience the environment of the room. Does it feel warm or cool or just right? Is there an odor that you recognize or not? and the ambient sound of the room, or the sound of silence in this room. Just notice how that is experienced. And occasionally the distinctive sounds of others, or the sound of my voice, It's not like we have to do anything special in order to hear sounds, feel temperature, smell odors. We just take the opportunity to recognize this is what is being known 
in this moment. And just as we take notice of the external environment of the room, we also want to take a moment to take notice of the internal environment of the mind. So you might ask yourself, well, what is the flavor of the mind this morning? Is there some excitement or anticipation of what's to come in the sitting? Or is there a a kind of a dread or a heaviness of, oh no, another day? Or is there an open, receptive curiosity about the experience of the moment. Again, these qualities of mind are just occurring quite naturally. And we're just remembering to recognize them as they come into view. Again, it's not something that we have to try to make happen. We don't have to construct a state of mind for meditation, so much as recognize the state of mind that's already occurring. So letting the body be as it is in the stillness of the sitting posture, letting the mind be as it is whether it's active or still, clear, dull. And then remind yourself to recognize the present moment's experience. Whatever calls the attention, just notice that. When we remember that in every moment something is being known, we can relax. We don't have to make something happen. But in the remembering, we can recognize what is already being known, already being attended to by the mind. It may be obvious sensations in the body. It may be the routine rhythm of the breath. It may be sounds or silence in the room. It may be thoughts in the mind. At different times, we'll notice all of these experiences. Let them come and be recognized and let them go.
Notice the attitude of mind that is open and receptive to the present moment. If there's no picking and choosing or preferring of one experience over the other, it's kind of a, just an open, receptive attention. And when there's a distinctive sensation in the body, it's recognized quite easily when there's a distinctive sound in the room. It's also recognized without any particular effort. See if you can track present moment experience as it arises and is known and fades away to be followed by another moment that arises and is being known and it falls away. This very dynamic process of life is continually happening Practicing awareness or training the mind is to recognize moment by moment what the experience of life is. If you find your mind turning to a chosen object, like the breath, that's okay. Openly receive the experience of the breath, recognizing that breathing in is being known, or breathing out is being known. And if in the next moment, your attention is called to sensations, other sensations in the body, be willing to recognize them without trying to hang on to the breath or hurry back to the breath. Just recognize what else is being known in addition to the breath. Let yourself be surprised by what is calling the attention to be recognized without having any agenda in your own mind as to
what to attend to. See if there's a willingness in your mind, an attitude of willingness to experience whatever calls the attention and to recognize that. Recognize what has called the attention, but also recognize this quality of willingness or interest. If and when you notice that you have been lost in thought or spaced out, already the attention is being recognized again. We don't need to do anything further than to acknowledge, oh, awareness is happening again. We don't need to review where the mind has been lost We don't need to judge ourselves for it. We just have to recognize in this new moment, there's an awareness of what is being known. Picking up the continuity again, right there. And extending it into the next moment and the next. Remember to recognize what is being known and the quality of willingness and interest that knows it. Be gentle with your effort. Notice what you can and let that be good enough.
remembering to recognize the present moment's experience. What is it that's being known quite naturally without any particular effort? What comes to mind to be known? Sensations in the body, sounds in the room, thoughts in the mind, moods, feelings, memories. Let them come, recognize them. Let them go. Be willing to feel this moment's experience and recognize it.
So, what did you notice? So the comment is that when she feels some discomfort in the body, almost immediately there's a disliking it in some form of aversion, and that it's really hard to see any space between the two experiences to take a different view of this discomfort. Anybody else have that kind of experience? <laughs> it's pretty pretty universal. Um, in the beginning, it's like that. You know, the, the conditioned reaction to discomfort is, I don't like it, and then we often move to get rid of it. You know, we either move physically to get some relief, or we move mentally to explain it or blame it or, you know, something. What I want to point out is that you notice the discomfort, you notice the aversion, then what? Okay? So, don't worry about right view. Just go, well, what's next? What's being known next? You know, okay, there's some discomfort. There's the aversion. There's still the aversion. Now it's getting really aversion. Okay, just be. Understand, understand that when aversion arises, you know, some irritation or impatience or disappointment, frustration, all of those forms of aversion, just recognize that, oh, this is what is being known. Oh, aversion is being known. You're still aware that, you know, that that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be, we're trying to recognize present moment's experience. So if you're recognizing aversion, that's good. Your practice is doing well. Of course, you don't like it. Well, are you aware of that? Yes. Good. Your practice is still doing well. I don't like what I'm experiencing. Okay? You want me to give you something else to do? <laughs> because what will happen is, as you, as you keep noticing it, it will change. The, the discomfort itself changes. The quality of aversion changes. The, the discomfort may get stronger or weaker. It may change locations. The quality of aversion may be I can't stand this to, well, I don't like it, but I can bear with it. To, wow, this is really unpleasant, but what? Watch your willingness to, watch, monitor your willingness to just feel what's going on. Yeah? And particularly, notice the stories in the mind about what's going on. Because what's going on is one thing. There's discomfort. The story about that discomfort is something else. Notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I did in that situation, and I'm wondering if it was skillful or not, was to say, well, okay, I've discomfort in my lower body. I just moved my attention to another part of the body that wasn't feeling discomfort. Mm -hmm. So the comment is, when she felt discomfort in the lower part of the body, 
you just moved your attention to another part of the body that wasn't feeling discomfort. And, and the question is, is that okay? Well, let me just say, that's what you did, right? It's okay. It's okay. Was it effective? Was it skillful? Was it, was it useful? What did you notice next? So you moved your attention to an upper, the upper part of the body. And? Well, I guess it just felt like it relieved my mind a little bit. It relieved so, your mind. You know, it's not, I don't know, there was some sense of relief. Mm-hmm. And then I could go back. You could go back. To the areas that were more discomfort. Of the discomfort. Mm-hmm. And not be so panicked about it. Or yeah. Okay, so when she felt the, the discomfort initially, she moved her attention to another part of the body that wasn't uncomfortable, and it relieved a sense of panic, you said. So, but you didn't tell me you were aware of that. Were you aware of that? I don't think I was aware of it until... It wasn't there. <laughs> that, that happens a lot. We're not aware of what's going on until it ends, or we do something and we realize, oh, I was thinking, or I was irritated, now I'm not, or I was fantasizing and now I'm not. This is, you know, your, your, your awareness is just slightly behind the experience, a little bit later. If you can bring your awareness right to the experience, it'll be more better, we say, more better. But it's okay. So you moved your attention and you notice what happens. The important thing in this whole thing is to just know what is occurring moment by moment. And if you move your attention, know that. If you don't move your attention, know that. If you feel panic, know that. If you don't feel panic, but you recognize later, well, just know that. Okay? So what you're feeling is the nature of pain, the nature of panic, the nature of, you know, irritation, aversion. Yeah. Anything, everything is fair game for awareness. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Movies. So he said, my problem is movies. First, I'm going to challenge that uh, appraisal that it's a problem. And secondly, you said, well, when I get lost in the movies, you know, or I find myself in the movies a million miles away from my body, that's very frustrating. Well, let's start with the first one. Why is it a problem to notice visions or stories in the mind. What, what's the problem with that? You were aware that there were stories in the mind. Anybody else notice that? Yeah, okay, I mean, it's universal. If you just notice it as, oh, there's stories in the mind, then you're aware of stories in the mind. Being frustrated by it is 
is a whole reactive state of mind that kind of judges it, pushes it away, tries to get rid of it, evaluates yourself as not doing it right, whatever. All of that is extra because you actually were aware of the stories in the mind. That's great. That's being aware. Okay? Huh? No, it isn't. I know it isn't. <laughs> we, th- we think I shouldn't be having stories in my mind, right? It feels so distant from the six senses, I guess, is what it, I mean. Wait a minute. One of the six senses is mental activity. So if you're aware of what's going on in the mind, that's one of the six sense doors. Okay, that's, that's okay. Chittanupasana. That's awareness of mind. If you're aware of what's going on in the mind, fantasizing, great. If you're aware of sensations in the body, that's also great. Sometimes the fantasy is elsewhere than the body. Is that a problem? I didn't say get lost in it. I don't mean go with it, just kind of go with the fantasy and, and float away. I mean being aware of the fantasy. That's okay. That's okay. I want to point out something. The fact that thoughts occur or fantasies occur is not the problem. I mean, they occur and we're aware of them. The problem is we think, I shouldn't be thinking. I shouldn't be fantasizing. That wrong view, that's the problem. If you didn't have that wrong view, think, fantasize, be aware, what's the problem? No problem. Eventually, you would find yourself kind of closer to the body, back to the body, or feeling something else, noticing something else. Yeah. Be really careful, and I'm just going to use that example. Be really careful about judging the object as being wrong or bad. The object being the fantasy or the pain or the frustration that's wrong or bad. It's not wrong or bad. It's just an experience that we're being aware of. If we have an evaluation of it as bad, then we're going to get frustrated, disappointed, angry, irritated, impatient, judge ourselves, lose our faith, stop practicing, and want to go home. That's how it works. So catch it somewhere before you get to the car door. Right? Like that. Huh? (laughs) Anything else that occurred that... Yeah. Um, could you talk a little bit about if there's a. I'll just tell you what I've been doing. You can kind of tell me if I'm doing it right or not. Uh, I, we've been talking mostly about just shifting our attention to one object at a time as they arise. Okay. And um, in this sitting, especially, there were multiple objects and there was some kind of drifting more into the foreground and some in the background. Sure. Sure. So the, the comment is that the way I talk about it is as if there's one object happening at a time and you notice this and then you have a nice discrete moment of experiencing that and then there's another moment of some, a nice discrete moment of experiencing something else followed by another one. Wouldn't it be nice if it was like that? Unfortunately, they come a dime a dozen. You know, they're, they're just coming at you all the time. And so sometimes your experience, like you acknowledge, is that 
wow, there's a foreground, a background, there's something, a surround sound. There's, it's all happening at once. Or that, that's what it seems like, right? I'm going to ask you a question. Is that okay? It is? Are you sure? Great. That's the way it is, isn't it? That's, that's, that's what you're actually experiencing. That's what you're aware of. Let that be okay. We don't have to evaluate whether that experience is okay. What we want to take notice of is being aware of it okay. Is being aware of this kind of experience, is that okay for me? The experience happens due to its own causes and conditions. So that's the question you want to ask. Is it okay that I recognize this? Is it okay that I know this is going on? Is it okay that I'm aware of this kind of experience? And if it isn't, why not? Is it shameful? Is it painful? Is it humiliating? Is it like, you know, sinful? Is it, what, what's, what's the problem with knowing this like that? Today we're starting the group check-ins and half of you should be on the bulletin board listed in groups and if you're not there today you will be tomorrow and if you're not there tomorrow you're not here or uh, we don't know that you're here so check and see um, the root the purpose of the groups really is is just to let us know how you're doing how's it going for you what are you what are you noticing and what's your attitude of mind and what's your experience and if you don't understand the question the the instructions of course ask about that. But it's not really to kind of tell us your personal history and the problems you have in your life. And we're not doing psychotherapy. It's not a crosstalk conversation among those in the group. It's an individual dialogue with each of you in the group with the teacher and to, to kind of monitor how you're doing. And we like to do groups because you're in a group of five or six and you get to hear other people's experiences, some of which you've had, but didn't talk about. And you get to hear more of our instruction and guidance and explanation of what's going on and offering advice and clarification of instructions. Sometimes in our own mind, we're very, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of bothered by or kind of we can't reveal too much of what's going on or we feel a little ashamed about it or we think nothing's happening. And then when we listen to other people in the group, we realize, oh, that's all normal. <laughs> everything you're experiencing is quite normal. And so it no- has the tendency to normalize everything, which makes it a lot easier to deal with. If you think that something's not normal and it's abnormal, then you kind of like struggle with it. You get kind of antsy and believe me, everything you experience normal. It's natural. It's not unnatural. It's not unfamiliar. It's really uh, pretty familiar. So share what you can. Get the advice or instruction and clarification that you need. Use, use the groups for your, own, for your own purpose. What is it you need in order to uh, feel more confident in your practice, to feel inspired to practice, to feel um, like you really understand practice, uh, and that, that, that's what you want to use it for. And we have just limited time. There's about 45 minutes per group. So there's, you know, each one of you has eight or nine, ten minutes to, 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 
to, to relate your experiences. So there's plenty of time to, to uh, get a lot of information. During the morning, if you have a group that starts in the middle of a scheduled sitting, don't come to that sitting. Don't get up from the sitting to go to your group. And if you finish your group, don't come back into the hall if there's a sitting already going on. So please respect the schedule of the scheduled sittings in the hall and either come on time and stay for the whole sitting or don't come at all, but go to your group. If you have a group that starts in the middle of a sitting or you get out of a group while a sitting's going on, you can always go to the upstairs room, room 100, just down the hallway from where the interviews are, or the check-ins are. There's a lounge area there <coughs> that, you can, that you can sit in if you wish. Or you can go to your room or you can sit in the dining room. You can go walk outside. You can do whatever you want. Then get back on the schedule. Um, this morning, the three of us are doing groups and Vance will be sitting in today on my groups. So he'll be sitting in to observe how I teach, how I guide. He might be taking some notes. He's not, he's not recording your personal history or anything like that. He's making notes of what I say to ask me, now why did I say that? And why did, why did I give that kind of instruction to you with that kind of report? So don't, don't feel like you're being of recorded in some way, not happening. And then this afternoon, as, as some of you have already seen, he's had, uh, he put up a slip for, for individuals to be seen by Vance. And each day he will put up a slip to see, well, of four slots, to see people who do not have a scheduled group interview that day. So those of you who are not being seen in a group can sign up with Vance if you have a practice issue or topic, something relevant to practice that you'd like to uh, discuss with him. Okay? And this afternoon at four o'clock, there will be a guided meditation here in the hall, a loving kindness practice. So if that's of interest to you, then uh, please come at four o'clock. There'll be a guided meditation. That's it. You're on your own. Of course, you always have been. <laughs> okay. You're on your own, but you're in a group. So it's kind of supportive that way. So anyway, enjoy your discoveries. I mean, you know, this awareness practice is like discovering you know, the, your life, discovering the next moment of your life, you really don't know what's going to happen the next moment. We think we do out of routine and habit, and, but we really don't. And there's just like experiment after experiment after experiment. Can I be here for this moment of life? And why not? Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.